the Democratic Party and the Republican Party was just like the old patent medicine drama that used to come around our country. He had two bottles of medicine. He'd play a banjo and he'd, he'd sell two bottles of medicine. One of those bottles of medicine was called high papa laurel. And another one of those bottles of medicine was called low papa high. <laughs> Finally, somebody around that said, is there any difference in these medicines? Oh, he said, considerable. They're both good, but they're different. He said that high popolorum is made from the bark off the tree that we take from the top down. And that low popolorum is made from the bark that we take from the root up. <laughs> and the only difference that I have found between the Democratic leadership and the Republican leadership was that one of them was skinning from the ankle up and the other from the ear down when I got to come. Once again, are undergoing the Liquid Flannel Podcast. I'm Matthew Hodges. I'm in Arlington, Texas, but I find myself surrounded by friends in Omaha, Nebraska. My very good friend, Brendan Williams. Brendan, hi. Hello, hello. Ready to go. And Nick Glessman with him in the room. Hey, thanks for having me back. And our senior Chicago correspondent, Megan the Memevich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Megan. Witch. It's just witch. Hi. Well, okay. Y- you spelled it wrong then. <laughs> no, she spelled it some other English way. Some other dork had the one with the W. So, mm. oh, so it wasn't based on that like horror movie that came out. Well, that's, that's a sweet movie though. That's how I spin it now. <laughs> yeah. Did I've they been, steal that idea from you? I, I've been scared to watch that movie. That trailer. Looked oh, really fantastic. upsetting. <laughs> so, it's, no, we were we were I speculating about this on our last episode whether or not that was where you got the name. Well, so, I mean, now yeah, we know. that's where I got the idea for oh, the double okay. double V's. But I feel like we're isn't spent- that just leet speak? Um, <laughs> the witch with like a one in it, right? No, she she spelled meme with like threes instead of e's. That's, that oh. would have been pretty dope. I might, Maybe it's like, I uh, might change uh, it. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade were, but in the Latin alphabet, Latin alphabet, Jova begins with an I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaky. All right. Well, I think we've got a we've got a really good panel put together tonight, and I'm glad because I think what we're going to do is sort of a game show thing. Uh, before we get into some more serious topics, although I don't know, I think this is going to be a fun conversation. But the game show topic itself is not very happy. Now, I think uh, after we did our countdown of greatest apocalypses, I thought you were going to lighten it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, apparently, this is just where my brain is these days. <laughs> little, so, a little trivia uh, for this episode is Matt actually. Uh, reached out to me and when he explained the show i was like mm. <laughs> yeah that sounds really depressing i think he yeah. said mm. yeah. so no it'll be fun We're no i think bring... it's i think it's good though i think it's good for people to have the awareness and uh treating it like a game lets you guys get to work as a team together oh, oh yeah. i don't know about 
about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm I'm, I'm ideologically opposed to cooperation. <laughs> well, you, Am I you the might only need person cooperation. Who wants to work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know any socialists on this. Uh, there's no mutual support on this show. There's nobody who <laughs> believes in the greater good. Um, uh, if you guys, if you guys wanted me to, man. If you guys had wanted me to structure this uh, as if this were a libertarian zero-sum game, you should have let me know beforehand. <laughs> because what's going to happen on this show is there are 167 points total that you can earn throughout the course of this game. I'm going to ask you trivia questions about corporations. I'm going to give you three clues. If you can guess the corporation I'm naming based on the atrocity that they've committed... On the first clue, you get 15 points. On the second clue, you get 10 points. On the third clue, you get five points. And I will also give you the genre or sort of the industry that the corporation works in for one point at any time. Hoping for so, a comedy corporation. Comedy corporation. <laughs> right. Are you, and Republicans are hilarious. Where Li- do- Liquid flannel doesn't actually... Uh, appear on my list here. Where 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 do like conglomerates fit in here? No, no, these <laughs> these are all going to be fairly because I'm going with like P, uh, like Procter no, like Gamble. Time Warner Procter Cable. <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. really easy for us because there's literally only like ten like corporations. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so, uh, in the bag, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't keeping super close track. It may be possible that some of these corporations are subsidiaries of other bigger multinational oh, conglomerates, is... but the the brand names will be ones that you can identify. I didn't right, I didn't brands. go super deep We're going in the with paint the on this. We're going with the brand names. So I'm gonna play our little jingle like, here. No, I I, I... I won't quibble with the rules because you put a lot of work in this, but I just want to register my complaint that this is bullshit because there's only like six conglomerates and it all goes up. It okay. all goes up. And <laughs> if you I mean, just say Disney for every single one, anyway. like chances are high that you might have got their tendrils and everything. <laughs> it's all lizard people. So what's it matter? That's a great no, point. Of, you know, make sure you see uh, Han Solo in theaters this summer. <laughs> Is that one of the atrocities? On yeah, the- no, I, I think uh, I think that we have completely Jar-Jar lost Binks. our opportunity for any kind of corporate sponsorship just by naming this game, much less playing through it. All right. Do it, man. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Okay. So three of you on a team. All right. So we'll start. The first one, for 15 points, this corporation made a big media splash in 2001. Vaporwave. <laughs> that's that's a genre of music. Made a big, oh, wait, Vaporware? Um, Vaporware. What's the one? A, I don't think that's a real company. Is that... It's got to be real. <laughs> a big yep. media splash in 2001. Hit the Is news that... in, a, in a big way in 2001. Is that oh. the clue? That's the clue. That's the oh. clue. I, I really want to make it, a 9 11 joke, but I'm going to resist. It's not a. It's a. Is it like an oil the, spill? It's not Sinclair Broadcasting, is it? No. No. Do you guys want your next clue? Yeah, next. Let's yeah. move it on. All right. That is Moving on. Next clue. Unreasonable. 
They made the news for extensive fraud and corporate corruption, oh, leading to 20,000 job losses. Uh, gotta be uh, the Enron. Megan, I feel comfortable Megan with that. nailed it. All In right. retrospect, that's 10 points. Yeah, good I, job, y'all. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought it was like a media broadcasting group. That's what, well, when you said media splash, that's what threw me for a little there. misdirection there. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think what you're going to find throughout this thing, that the first clue is a thing that probably could apply to almost any corporation. That's what so, got me. Yeah. Rigged. Hashtag All rigged. right. Okay, question two. Huh? So wait, for, we got 10 points on that though, right? Oh, yeah, you did, 10 good. points. Absolutely. All right. Question two, again, for 15 points. This corporation is the record holder for the largest corporate malfeasance settlement in US, in U.S. history oh. at $18.7 billion. What, what is malfeasance again? Explain it. <laughs> no. Wrongdoing. Oh, oh, you're going to laugh at me for, for wanting the, the fucking <laughs> definition of malfeasance. Can you, yeah, what's the root word? Can Mal- you use, well, can you I, use I, it in a sentence? I, I assume that this comes from the Latin... The root. I don't mal, need the fucking the etymology. Just tell me. <laughs> it just means wrongdoing for corporate wrongdoing. Yeah, but like eighteen billion dollars. Eighteen point seven billion dollars. This has to be like, like an individual person. This, uh, is this like, was this was actually with the uh, U.S. Uh, possibly the Justice Department. I'm not yeah. sure who they settled with. This is like a bank, right? Or maybe McDonald's. I don't know if that... <laughs> no, nah, it's obviously not McDonald's. But I want to say it's a bank, too. I want to say... Uh... For malfeasance. Mm. Oh, yeah, I man. think it's like Deutsche Bank or something like that. Do you guys no. want another clue? Yes. Uh, let me let me throw it out there real quick. Uh, uh-huh. HSBC? Nope. Nope. I'll, I'll give you another clue. Organized at the time as the Anglo-Persian oil company... They played a Ooh. pivotal role in Western imperialism oh, BP. in the Middle East. British uh, Petroleum. And Glessman takes 10 points. It was, in fact, British Petroleum. When was now their $18 billion after, after fine assessed? It was after the Deepwater Horizon disaster. The Deepwater, they were fined $18 billion for that? That still doesn't seem like enough. So no, bad. it's absolutely that's a, not That's enough. chump change for them. I don't fucking they understand just, law. So, that, uh, that Mark Wahlberg movie didn't even make up that. Are these gonna be like? <laughs> Megan is upset. <laughs> I'm I'm furious. <laughs> no, it's it's true though. I let's let's not forget that the the cleanup around the Deepwater Horizon Gulf of Mexico disaster is still ongoing. You know, it's it's ongoing. I mean the, I the mean, oil continues to what? Yeah. Not so not within a human lifetime. Always that's always like. On the part of the state or the fucking no no it just means it it just means wrongdoing it just means wrongdoing well that's not good enough that is not good enough (laughs) (laughs) if you went to law school you would know these things yeah if you hired Rudy Giuliani he'd be able to explain this to you (laughs) (sighs) I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from making lawyer digs because. Y'all, y'all have to. Put up they with... deserve it. Come on now, they're the easiest I mean... target. I'm only technically a lawyer, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, not right. he's not legally, not legally. But you are <laughs> debtfully 
<laughs> I am absolutely debtfully a lawyer. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I really should. That's a made should, up word. I, sh- I should have included Sally May on this list, <laughs> oh but my I didn't. Oh, God. Yeah. You're not fully lawyered until you're debtfully lawyered. Is All right. No, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the yeah. next. Question three for 15 points. In 1989, this corporation ignored a lawyer's advice that it would be illegal to fund local militias to suppress labor oh. activism on their plantations in Central America. Oh, my God. The, uh, the lawyer wrote in the memo, quote, bottom line, and then in all caps, cannot make the payment. This has got to be like Chiquita, I, I say- think. Oh, man. No. 100%. Oh, did I? That is. Oh. You did it. That you is Chiquita. It. Excellent. What a um, what a what a I was going to say Nestle, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to be for in the, here. If they're not in yeah. here, there's something wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. The original for, for Banana the sake, Republic. For the sake of the education of the audience, my other clues were that. Um, where are they? Oh yeah, organized under another name. I think the United Fruit Company at the time literally conspired with the CIA to start the Colombian Civil War. And then ended up funding pretty much every side of that, basically just to keep people from being able to protest labor practices on their banana pl- plantations. The other, the last clue was corporate mascot wears a silly hat. Yeah, um, wasn't? Yeah, didn't they also like make the bananas that tasted good go extinct through yes. their like mismanagement of and continue yeah, to do so a- to this hmm. day? Yeah. Did not know about that. There was a uh, there's a virus that swept through. Uh, Vice did a really good piece on it about about a year ago. Uh, like there were several different species of bananas that all went that all went extinct, and the ban- current banana we have now comes back from a single banana from like 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right. The Cavendish banana. The Cavendish banana is the one that everybody eats, and. Every single Cavendish banana is a genetic clone of every single other one. They all come from just one banana. Yeah. Which but means hey, at least I get bananas for the 59 atom, cents a pound. Yeah. The yeah. atom Apparently of if bananas. You eat, if you eat like a banana candy, like it would taste like what an old banana used to taste like. Because oh, if so you eat a gross. banana candy, you're like, this is <laughs> not what bananas taste like. But apparently right. it's what they used to taste like before we made them go extinct. Wow. I don't like bananas to be with. Thanks, Chiquita. All, All right. All right, moving Let's on. Let's do this. Next question. I don't know question. if we'll be able to get as good as that one. That was awesome, Megan. Yeah, that was what? great. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> this corporation employs an estimated 12,000 children in cottonseed production in India. Hmm. Ooh. Well... Cotton, like Hanes I mean, or it's got to be Hanes, yeah. right? I mean, they're the cotton I mean, company. Is, do we now? Hanes, Hanes makes things out of cotton. Mm, oh, they're I not don't... like a cotton production. Yeah, they just use American slave labor. Come <laughs> on now. So, like, <laughs> hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I'm not going to know this brand. <laughs> I feel like it's not a clothing okay. company. That's hey, we can, we can move on to the next one if you guys want. All right. This corporation is also on the cutting edge of both gene and plant patenting. Oh, Levi. No, it's Monsanto. It is Monsanto. Brendan takes 10 points for the team. That is Monsanto. And in fact, Monsanto does employ child labor in India. And they lock people into these 
vicious cycle IP contracts where you contract to use their licensed seed and then the next year your soil is depleted and the only thing that grows there is Monsanto seed. So they just got you. Is that the, that uh, and they also are killing the honeybees of America. <laughs> you bet. Is that the uh, the Terminator seed? As yep, it is? that was okay. the ter- yes. the Terminator seed, which do you, do you remember what that is? Can you explain it for the audience? Terminator? He was this like yeah. badass dude that like came back from the future. That was it. That's Not right. a they dude, were... a cyborg. <laughs> okay. Uh, human human right. tissue over a metal endoskeleton. Monsanto <laughs> started sending seeds backward in time to kill Sarah Connor. <laughs> Um, what they, they didn't just know knew was the city. Well, they knew that she had a gluten allergy. I think was the thing. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they made they made plants where the seeds that come out of the plant don't grow again, which is like you have to work so That's hard. Fucking James Bond level to stuff get right there. plants to make seeds that don't freaking work. Like that right. is not the default. To be fair, it was probably behavior. some like bozo who like was or just some random science experiment that ended up being horrible oh like penicillin yeah it's the it's the henry woo of monsanto just the the dude who doesn't think about what the ramifications are of the like can we do this (laughs) we should run that little jeff goldblum quote here (laughs) all right next question this corporation was disclaimed by the un high commissioner on human rights just in the past few years Ooh, I have no clue on that one. Mm, I don't know. Well, I could be almost like, anyone. Been <laughs> right. been fucking, say, say that. Uh, say that clue one more time. Actually, I won't even. I won't even knock off a point to give you guys the the industry that they work in. This is a construction company. Oh. So, what was the first clue again? They were they were declaimed by the UN High Commissioner on Human Rights. Is this something having to do with the World Cup? Uh, no, that's a good guess. Okay. Um, Ooh, I don't remember where where they've talked about having the World Cup, but oh, well, no, that, and I don't that think... one in in Qatar. Uh, You're not thinking of FIFA. Yeah, you? no, no, it's it's not in it's no. not in Qatar. Okay, uh, yeah. you're in the right region of the world though do you mm. want your next clue yeah let's get yeah. Sure. phase two uh it's due to sales that they've made in israeli occupied palestine right Oof. right still don't know yeah i feel like i'm not gonna so it's a construction Constru- company what's doing construction- shady shit i don't think i can even name a single construction company they're in the construction industry let's say they're not necessarily the doing the construction or- caterpillar oh Megan, what's the candidates for the team? Man, I'm crushing wow. it. What'd you yep. guys do without me? You'd yep. be like, cat. You'd have like, a I point. got one. <laughs> oh, that's <true>. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's due to the the bulldozers that they have sold to the Israelis. Mm. They were uh, were they turning them into like killdozers or something? Yes. Well, they're knocking down um, Palestinian. And- uh, yeah, protesters, Palestinian uh, olive groves and things like that. Everything. Sure. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Wait, they're knocking down olive groves? Those bastards. Right? I mean. Well, I mean, that's how people yeah. make their living. In, <laughs> putting in olive gardens. So, uh, not like the, oh, that's not even the garden-y worse. kind, the franchise uh, kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want the UN to weigh in on the, the human rights abuse that is the restaurant. <laughs> hey. 
Olive Garden. Olive Garden has fucking delicious bread and Oh, get out of here. It's I will right. not so back overrated. down this. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's you know the UN said their unlimited soup and salad breadsticks were were a war crime. They did. <laughs> All right. That's just, before that's this just facts. before this be team edgy. before this team before this team falls apart. <laughs> next question. This corporation is one of the most boycotted companies in the world due to a long track record of toxic chemicals in the infant formula Nestle. that they sell. Nestle. Oh, shit. Has to be. Definitely. Yeah, Nestle. yeah right. I love, my favorite part about this is that Nestle spent millions of dollars uh, in countries mm. trying to explain how their formula was better than breast milk and how, yep. like, if you breastfed your child that you were killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys fucking yeah. suck. I mean, I, I think if I could declare a single corporation my arch enemy, it would be Nestle. Not because, not just because of the formula thing, but also uh, your next clue was agreed to stop buying child labor sourced cocoa from the Ivory Coast by 2005, but just never followed up on it. But also, they're, we've talked about this on previous shows, they're amazing water privatization efforts all over the place. Yeah. They um, are pretty disgusting. Oh, they're, oh, also, they're crunch bars are trash. That's the worst. Well, get out. Well, let's, let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> I feel like you Next can take question. that back. That would be fine. <laughs> no, I'm sticking by my statement. I Next question. This corporation once threatened to kill a U.S. State Department investigator in Iraq. Ooh, uh, I thought you were going for like what was that like um, that that uh, is it Jim Jeffords cult or whatever <laughs> the Jim Jeffords cult Blackwater's Nick Blessman a good guess. takes fifteen or, points uh, because that was in fact Blackwater. What are they called yeah, now? I, Z Z. No, 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 they're not Z anymore. All right, they no, no, you, from Z? you guys are you guys are getting getting ahead of yourselves because you you get to earn. Oh, okay. Up to two bonus points to name the other names of this company. One of them is oh Z. Z. Quick side story. I have to tell the story. Do it. It's my favorite story about Blackwater. Is uh, when I was over my second tour back in the 07, we were in our tanks in a in Iraq, and we had a convoy open fire on us. And we're like, "What? Who the hell is shooting at us?" Because it was coming from Humvees. Like. We get on the net, say, "Hey, who's who's shooting at us?" And uh, someone, some operator from Blackwater, comes on. Oh, that was us. We didn't know we we didn't know there's American tanks in the area. Like, what do you mean? Do you know there's American tanks in the area? There's only American tanks in the area. <laughs> Jesus, how fucking stupid are you <laughs> to fire on American tanks and say, "Oh, we didn't know there's American tanks in the area." Yeah, we like, just thought those were some other tanks. <laughs> Wow. Like, we thought maybe China was trying to roll up on you guys so we'd give them the what what. And it's not even like it's not even the fact they're firing on American tanks. They were just firing on tanks. Like you're not gonna win in a fight against a tank if you're in the Humvee. Well, you're lucky that you live because they probably would have easily killed you and then just covered it up and then no one would ever know. That's very true. They'd be like, I mean, it was the I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. Well, it turns out they're not great at covering things up because your next clue was going to be just a couple of weeks after they threatened to kill this State Department investigator was when the Nassau Square incident happened in 2007. 
um, where four people ended up getting convicted because like, I don't know, like 17 people died and another 50 odd were wounded because they were just like indiscriminately firing into a crowd. Now, this is a remember, this is this is the company that is basically headed up by Betsy DeVos's brother. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they're still Sorry. operating. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. yeah Eric Prince. They you think recruit. that after this company had so many atrocities, literal war crimes, literal murders. That's the best part, though. Is they would couldn't you be persecuted that? for war crimes because they weren't government agents. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, they can still like his gets be persecuted under like local statues or whatever, but you couldn't get him for war crimes. Yep, because they're right. technically yeah. not government agents. But just so, think of the savings that we got. Oh no, wait, we didn't save any money. We wasted so much more money. Right. <laughs> so y'all got y'all got one of the other names of the company. <sighs> Glessman said Blackwater. I think. Uh, and then we both said, said Z. Z. But there's and like, both of you said Z. There is one more. Uh, it's like this ridiculously yeah like, think sci-fi like the way they word like the air the way they rebranded sci-fi yeah. Um, yeah they should just rebrand themselves as like the peace corps or something wow like that. well i'm just gonna give it to <laughs> the you peace corps of two e's i'm just gonna say you didn't get it the uh the the extra name the one that they're going by now is Academy with Academy. an I. That's oh, right. Oh yeah, I have heard that. Yep. That's Fuck. so bad. All right, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna move I on. I saw that company name, and I thought that was like some YouTube channel that like taught you how to do algebra or something. <laughs> nope. It sounds like a shitty fitness company. <laughs> it's, it's Blackwater. Yep. Ugh. All right. Next question. This company has been burning and or burying its chemical waste for years in its headquarters of Midland, Michigan. Hmm. I feel like I should know this. I feel like I feel everybody in Midland should know this. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone in Midland does know I this. I prefer to bury my chemical waste in the desert southwest. I just put it in the water like a normal person. <laughs> All right, if that's not enough information, uh, next, we can go on. Okay. Yeah. A chemical leak from a plant that this company ran in Bhopal, India, gassed uh, thousands of people to death. Uh, the classic Dow chemical Bhopal disaster. That's right. Yeah. Uh, going by Chevron now, but I'm going to give it to you because, uh, yeah, it's it's actually a it's a Chevron uh, possession. But, yep, Chevron. Um, go buy your gas at a Chevron and... Remember Those guys that suck, man. They they invented napalm and Agent Orange. Oh, napalm sticks to kids. Yep, Ugh. man. That yeah. So that Indian thing, there was like a chemical leak, and it killed like their entire village or whatever. And then they covered it up and ran away and never admitted any wrongdoing or suffered any consequences. They so just showed up one like, recall. whoa, where yeah. did all these dead bodies come from? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, moving on. You see, like my B. We're almost. Sorry. We're, we're almost done. Hold on, I want to check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we only got three questions left. All right, this corporation is connected directly, honestly, to the killings of at least eight union leaders in Central America. Man, that's not enough. It's um, not Chiquita. <laughs> it's, it, and it's not Dole. This is maybe. This might be Coke. Um. Is it Coke? 
It is Coke. Yeah. It is Coke. Coca-Cola. The beverage? Yeah. That's right. Megan, you're such a Coke head. I can't believe I know. you knew that. <laughs> Are we talking like Coke the beverage or Coke the corrupt brothers? <laughs> nope. This is, a, this is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yep. Also, uh, on, on the list here were um, depleted about a million and a half liters of Indian groundwater causing widespread farm failure for their Dasani brand drinking water. Yeah. Whoa, it's got what plants yeah. crave, you guys. <laughs> but yeah. Was that during... seriously the tagline for that? <laughs> yep. Among, that seems like... among another bunch of corporations that funded paramilitaries and anti-labor activism uh, in Central America, Coca-Cola is yeah. very high up on that list. Yeah, those guys now, also suck. I feel like I could probably just say that about every single... <laughs> Every single pretty much all corporations yeah. are terrible. That is yeah. where we are in this game. Yes, we, we I cracked the code, you guys. <laughs> the atrocities just make that crisp flavor just so much sweeter though, don't you think? Mm. No. I'm just surprised we haven't come across any uh companies that are involved with the Holocaust. I'm actually uh for lack of a better term, disappointed. You know, Glass, I, I had to customize this quiz to a thing that I thought you guys would get fairly quickly because we could go on and on and on about on. the atrocities of various corporations. But let's go on to the next question. This corporation was a key player in the project for a new American century, the incubator and one of the major cheerleaders for the invasion of Iraq. Oh. Well, it has to be Halliburton. Isn't Halliburton? That's that's a good guess, but no. Raytheon? They were they loved it. Okay. Oh. Is it All right. Uh, Go ahead. Wait, what was Use your words? <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a Repeat. I'll give you one more hint. I'll get I'll give you one more hint. They are the world's largest military contractor. Okay. Oh, Boeing? Getting closer. It's that would be Lockheed Martin. Yeah. Brendan takes ten points for the team. Yeah, that's for Lockheed one. Martin. That's right. Yeah. God, there's so many of those horrible. I thought Northrop Gu- uh, Gumbrup was the uh, biggest contractor. Well, as far as what I was looking at tonight, Lockheed still takes the takes the brass ring on. On that, they're also one of the top the brass lobbyists, casing, if you will, <laughs> right? <laughs> the the full the full metal ring, yeah. Um, they're also among the top lobbyists in the United States. Uh, just a few years ago, it was something like thirteen point seven million dollars funneled into congressional races. Yeah, but let's just, capitalism. I, I wanted to say, like, we can't pin the invasion of Iraq on Lockheed because there was a lot of companies who were in on that. I mean, Absolutely. there was a whole yeah. grab bag of people who It's a whole consortium. To get that money. I mean, we could have we could have done a whole quiz based on the different companies that made a shitload of money off of the Iraq invasion, but you know, for the for the sake of brevity, <laughs> let's finish this out cuz you guys have one question left. Um I I tried to make these a little bit more obscure. So This corporation was sued by the International Labor Rights Fund in 2005 over their extensive use of sweatshop labor in countries including China, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Nicaragua, and Swaziland. Did you say the the year? Uh, In well, they were sued in 2005. But was this maybe was this Martha Stewart? No. 
No, that's a that's a decent guess. I think she might have actually peddled some of her wares through this company, though. Ooh, um, I want to say maybe Nike Ireland or ooh. Those are those are all good guesses. So, so Matt, I first want to just point out that Swaziland, as of today, is no longer called that. Okay, what they changed their name. To the kingdom of Eswatini. Oh, yeah, wow. as of today. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. That's... Wow, okay. Which has got to be... I mean, that's that's part of their I language, right? The, I mean, like, it's I a, feel for the kids in world geography class in ninth grade right now. They're having a tough time. <laughs> All right, you guys will certainly get it on this next clue. Uh, this company refuses to provide health care and other benefits to their employees, leaving Apple? as many... America. Of, <laughs> leaving as as much as 15 percent of their workforce reliant on food stamps and other government assistance this is walmart no it is walmart yeah. the biggest no, corporation they, in the world walmart. they definitely make a lot of clothes you wouldn't think god bless the right as family. like a clothing manufacturer right yeah. they are but they're they making are. some shirts out there that's right Huh. I yeah, think you, you all... always wonder when you go to the Walmart, you're like, how are they selling these shirts for $3.99? Now you know. Yeah. Well, to be fair, those shirts fall apart after like five or six wears. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a multi-pronged cost savings. Thank God. Okay, y'all. So I, I know that this was sort of a depressing quiz to go through. I think we had a fun time talking about it, and you, you all did a really good job. I think the... I won. R- the reason... <laughs> <laughs> It was a team oh, effort. Helped. It was a team effort. Everybody won. Yeah, but everybody, everybody knows me. that I won. All Everyone's total- a winner. <laughs> Everyone's also a by loser being exploited too. by these horrible corporations. I oh, will yeah. total up the scores on the break. But the reason I I wanted to do this this was inspired by a tweet that I saw. I'll credit them in the show description that we should do a Jeopardy style thing where you name atrocities and have to guess the corporation. And the thing is. There are so many of them, and I think people don't have that in the forefront of their mind most of the time, that these corporations that we're constantly doing business with are complicit in horrible atrocities across the globe. And well, one, it, of, one of my favorite companies, Bayer Aspirin, uh, had direct participation in the uh, Nazi atrocities at Auschwitz with sure. Joseph Mengele. So if every time you take a Bayer Aspirin, just remember... You're helping Joseph Mengele. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like these corporations take their millions of dollars and then, like, use it to, you know, try to trick people into forgetting all of the horrible We're things the they've guys done because we with propaganda. Cheap, affordable products. Look, we've got a polar bear in our commercial. Oh, those polar bears are so fuzzy. I can't see. I can't even remember the horrible thing that Coca Cola did. I mean, Coke, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I appreciate you all being able to do this quiz with me. Um, you did well. I'll, I'll total up the scores over the break. It was but, a good, uh, yeah. good quiz. Yeah, let's take a little uh, break here, and we'll we'll come back. We've got a we've got Megan on the line, so I want to talk about some internet stuff. Oh yeah, I love internet stuff. Look, those two specimens are worth millions to the bioweapons division, right? Now, if you're smart, we can both come out of as heroes, and we will be set up for life. You're crazy, Bert. Do you know Do you really think you can get a dangerous organism like that past ICC quarantine? How can they impound it if they don't know about it? 
But they will know better, Burke. For me. Just like they'll know that you were responsible for the deaths of 157 colonists. Wait a second. You sent them to that ship. You're wrong. I just checked the colony log. Directive dated 61279, signed Burke, Carter J. You sent them out there and you didn't even warn them. Why didn't you warn them, Burke? Okay, look. What if that ship didn't even exist? Did you ever think about that? I didn't know. So now if I went and made a major security situation out of it, everybody steps in, administration steps in, and there's no exclusive rights for anybody. Nobody wins. So I made a decision and it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call? Right. These people are dead, Burke! Don't you have any idea what you've done here? Well, I'm gonna make sure that they nail you right to the wall for this. You're not gonna sleaze your way out of this one. Right to the wall. The best musical I've ever seen, weirdly, was on a college campus, and it was Bat Boy the Musical. Oh, yeah. On the... Uh, like the uh, National Choir Bat Boy? The, the very one, yes. Not like Batman Little? No, no. Do you remember when you were a little kid, there used to be a uh, newspaper in all of the all of the checkout lines. It was the Weekly World News, and they published all of the UFO doctored photo obviously doctored photographs of things that jfk was doing that he Elvis never did Presley seen in local supermarket. absolutely i feel like this is an important story i did peace tour in south africa for two years and they have a similar you were in blackwater yeah. <laughs> aka blackwater i mean and they have a a similar rag called the sun my favorite story that i can remember the story of the shrinking goat. <laughs> and that was the title. And it was just oh. about this goat that, like, I would for totally some reason. That story. Yeah. Was that an ongoing story? Was no, that it was a- just one day. And then there was another one that I really liked where it was, like, the mystery of the dangling rat. And there had been, like, a the car accident. The dangling rat. Like, it was dangling yeah. off a wire or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there was a car accident at some intersection and a rat. A dead rat that was like hung from like a, a light post or something. What the fuck? That's news, baby. That's news right there. I mean, the people need to know. Hey, I mean, it's it's like a one I in a million shot. I mean, think about it though. I mean, how, right? How hard? What the fuck? It's got to be super hard to land a <laughs> wow. rat on a light post in your average yeah. car. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that is absolutely newsworthy. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, of course. That's like a one in a million See, shot right, right there. The, the fake liberal media won't yeah. give you the real story. That would be a one, that would be a one hundred and twenty five thousand retweet tweet if you if you could videotape Absolutely. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think? What, but is it real though, or did they just put that rat up there and then say, "See, oh, that's well, why I you mean, can't trust these guys, man." It was definitely like the story was about like witchcraft, and it's like this was probably caused yeah. by. Bat boy. Which, oh, like, so, yeah, so like it absolutely makes sense. Wow. Like there's mm. there's a much more coherent storyline here. <laughs> oh, which definitely did that shit. We need to burn somebody. I, <laughs> totally. Well, I'm sort of against burning witches. This is this is sort of a like categorically. It's it's kind of a, a self interest. A little bit personal. To I've you. had enough yeah. of your your magic pro rat agenda. I think it's to, I think it's, we are decided of what to the lake here. See if she floats. Look to make no. a to make a perfectly seamless transition here. I think this does actually. I mean, we're talking about the news media. We're talking about like weird news and stuff. And part of the reason that I was excited to have Megan rejoin us was we've been seeing even more commentary than usual about the way people are 
radicalized online, the communities that they hang out with. And I think uh, to bring it back down to like a, uh, a Great Plains level, the Garden City attempted bombers, the guys who were going to blow up this place where a bunch of refugees live. Somalians. Uh, Somali. Somali, thank you. And their mosque, uh, like the day after the 2016 election, did in fact get a guilty verdict today that this went past. Thank wow. fucking God. It went past the point of uh, like free speech. We're just doing bluster to they started to make material plans to actually murder like hundreds of people. And and the, the shit that they said was horrible. But one of the things that came up in the, the case, as it should have, was how much they were involved with online communities that were reciprocally radicalizing each other. And I know, Megan, that's a thing that you you're literally studying right now. And I know I'm interested in your thoughts on that case and the the thing in general. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So I'll start with the elevator pitch, which is (laughs) I'm looking at uh, the relationship. (laughs) Thank you. The relationship between shame and political ideology. Okay. so I'm actually the most interested in the shame part itself. So that's my focus. So it's a little bit specific. <laughs> um, if I'm understanding you right, you're talking about the same sort of thing that a million think pieces have, have been written about lately about the sort of um, like people are feeling disaffected, disassociated from mm-hmm. society. They, they have nowhere to go. No outlook. I think specifically men not living up to their societal expectations, maybe. Yeah, and a little bit of entitlement. Sure. Mixed in there. Because, like, a lot of people aren't living up to... Anyway. Right. If you're raised (laughs) on a media diet of everyone's a superhero or you can be, like, John McClane, like the the one dude who saves the day or something, and then it it turns out that you're in your mid-30s living at your mom's house, it's... Yeah. That's a little disappointing. I can understand that. Yeah. Who do you blame for your failures? I mean, who's? Yeah, it's right. obviously not my fault. It's got to be somebody else's fault. I'm not where I should be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the the theory that I'm sort of working off of, the working theory, um, is that like with right wing and left wing populism, they kind of that shame sort of breaks in different ways, right? So okay. So populism is. So this is this is my this is just me winging it. So it's like um so it's basically a lot of like anti-establishment sentiments like recognizing the ridiculous inequality. So those are the similarities between like right and left-wing populism, but then like right-wing populism that gets gets mixed up with uh like nationalism and a lot of anti-immigrant like anti-globalist kind of we call it racism, generally. <laughs> Bigot. <laughs> Do you think it's fair to say somebody comes to a fork in the road, like you have the I th- left wing and the right wing, and they just... Yeah, they break. I wonder if the thing is that the thing that the disaffected left and the disaffected right have in common is that they both recognize the same mm-hmm. material conditions, mm-hmm. but then they go off in wildly different directions as to how to correct that. Whereas Or the, how to explain it, yeah. The left tends to look at more structural issues. They look at uh, institutional racism. They look at capitalism. They look at corporatism. Whereas the right tends to gravitate toward more of a like a xenophobic like 
individualism, what does it do for me? It's a very liberal perspective that the right takes on this, where, like, the individual is being mm-hmm. pressed down by, um, like, other individuals instead of looking at it from a, a structural perspective. To jump on your point, mm-hmm. I definitely feel disaffected, disenfranchised, and kind of left behind, but I gravitate towards the left. I want to build these society, build these institutions up where everybody has a fair chance that I have or... To be mm-hmm. able to make it in the world. You know, what separates me from wanting to make everybody equal as opposed to somebody on the right who wants to only make certain people privileged? That's a really fucking good question. That's an excellent question. And I hope to be able to answer yeah. you in about six months. <laughs> I look forward to hearing <laughs> it. Probably not. Probably not. Because there are probably so many different pathways mm. into this. Well, sure. We're we're working on, and by we, I mean one of my very good moderators and friends on Men's Lib is currently working on uh, an essay where he's he's been working on a series of essays, but this one is going to be specifically about the link between uh, like men's rights activism or the mm-hmm. the pickup artist sphere or the manosphere or whatever the manosphere and white yeah. supremacy because it does mm-hmm. seem to be. Not necessarily uh, like a one-to-one thing, but there's like a a really easy and cheap shuttle bus from one to the next. Yes. (laughs) Yes, there is. They definitely go hand in hand. there is. Well, I'm not sure sure they do go hand in hand, Gless. I think that- Sometimes they do. I think the thing is that that sort of activism, that sort of rhetoric primes people's minds for the more extreme stuff. They're also ideologically- close on like certain questions so like hierarchy is the social order as it is good or is that necessary or is it like something we can even get rid of yeah that's the jordan b peterson thesis right that Mm -hmm. we we actually have hierarchy ingrained in us right so to go against us that's the cause of our problems do you think that's true, though? Do you think there is a natural hierarchy, at least within in mankind? Or no, I don't think that we're fucking lobsters. <laughs> well, no, so I so I think that we have natural inclination to like organize socially, and that sure. the way that 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 those different hierarchies play out in different contexts, like it's not universal. Those the specifics of the hierarchies, no. I don't think that's. Do they vary from culture to culture? I suppose. They, yeah, they they have. There, there's variability, and there's also differing levels of like how rigid those hierarchies sure. are, and it's with the hegemony, <laughs> which is a fancy word for the dominant social order, like that's sort of collapsing sure, a little bit more. The capitalist mm-hmm. white supremacist patriarchy that we live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it can be really like every, all of our understanding is inherently shaped by that. So what if we take two people from every nation on the planet, you know, is, is somebody going to separate themselves? Is one person going to be able to separate themselves from everybody else? If they all come from different cultures, different ways of life, how they respond to conflict and who do, who do they think naturally should be in charge? Like, is somebody is would somebody be able to rise from that and be able to lead that? Yeah, America, boom. Yeah. Or would you end up with a completely different sort of society? Everybody bringing their own cultural baggage about how people interact and mm-hmm. you know which people are morally considerable and what kind of hierarchies are okay. 
would you end up with a completely different thing? Which is actually exactly what happens in my favorite sci-fi book, the Mars series, because that's what they end up doing. They throw a whole bunch of pretty diverse people together and say, go live on Mars for a little while. And they end up with this radically different way of living. Are they including women there too? In my vision, you're using only two men, but if you want to throw a bigger wrench into it, you know, do you include both a man and a woman? No, how does that play out? Well, I think I think you have to. Yeah, for sure. Are you asking if there's a genetic or biological? No, not necessarily genetic or biological, but like it's more like like a cultural thing, I suppose. You know, the matriarch versus the patriarch. <laughs> who's who's gonna win? It? Well, but uh, but I think Megan's laughing right now because she's an anarch. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I most closely identify with anarchists. Okay. Like being an anarchist, right. which is without hierarchy. To toss over all of these wealth-based or gender-based or whatever it is, power, military power-based archies. Do you think we could accomplish what we have so far as a society without a hierarchy? I think our society would be radically different. Oh, yeah. 100,000%. I think right. that we'd be it achieving be more completely alien if we were to get rid of those hierarchies. People do like to use that argument and just say like, well, hey, look, if capitalism is so bad, like how come it brought us so far? You just have to admit like, look, there's trade-offs, right? iPhones yeah. are cool, <laughs> but like, oh, also climate change and nuclear apocalypses. Hey, if maybe we were all hunter-gatherers, yeah. like, that wouldn't be a problem. We'd have different problems, you know what I mean? So it's just hard to compare the two societies and say, well, sure. obviously, Definitely. you know, we've gotten so much farther. And it's like, well, what does farther even mean if you're yeah. making yourself go extinct? Because progress. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole space race was based on the idea of total annihilation. Who can get there first? Who can control? Right. A very, a very hierarchical and zero-sum game. But I think we've gotten a little bit far afield. What's related? The, the way I'm going to tie it back, though, is I think that certainly I've been radicalized, and I won't speak for anybody else, but I, I imagine that other people in this group have also been radicalized radicalized by online interactions um, and talking with like-minded people, especially like-minded people who know more than I do about these topics. The echo chamber effect. An echo chamber or as Gless, as you and I were talking about on the break, the internet is a double-edged sword. It's a thing that it can serve the thing that Al Gore thought it was going to, you know, completely revolutionize the the flow of good information across the globe and everyone's going to be better educated. Also bad information. And then you also <laughs> have these communities that are self-radicalizing to do harm. I don't think it's libelous to say that, you know, Ben Shapiro's anti-Muslim rhetoric, yeah, probably did contribute to that attack on right. a mosque. And, and that's why I think this particular case in Kansas is so interesting because of the way that it played out in court in that they were able to come up with a guilty verdict because these guys didn't actually do anything. And kind of their argument was, hey, we were talking about it, but all this was protected by the First Amendment because we didn't do anything here's the question though i mean like what platform were they using the word that they they would have to be using oh, a man. private platform to discuss these things i mean they were talking over the phone they were talking on lots of platforms right you see open calls for violence and white supremacy on twitter all but the twitter. time and that's explicitly against their their terms of use you know that's a thing that it's a running right. joke among the but online I guess left I at how bad twitter is at 
cracking down okay, on that kind okay, of language. Okay, fair point. I guess my, I guess my thing is in a perfect world, you're going to have somebody who, who just monitors stuff like that who can immediately quash it and then report it to the proper authorities. I mean, there's just so much. But it's tough. I, I agree. It, it It's tough yeah. to, to draw that line. And so uh, let me read some quotes from, from the arguments here that happened in court, right? So they have phone recordings of these guys speaking, referring to Muslims as, quote, cockroaches, and that themselves as the Orkin Man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is straight up Hotel Rwanda right. bullshit, Which by the way. his lawyer argued in court, that is their right. It is your right as God, an American hate to have so hate much. to have hateful speech. We all have that right, his lawyer argued. And he lost. <laughs> I think this is an important step to going and saying, look, if you are going that far where you're saying, I understand a justification to kill people that I disagree with, that is a line, right? And there's a lot of people out there, especially on the right, who want to say like, hey, no, that's totally, totally fine to do and well within First Amendment. And and to add on to that point, that's what the right wing is so good at is manipulating that whole, oh, we've got free speech, we should be able to say that. But, I mean, there are laws against saying, against inciting violence, which is clearly what these men were doing. They, this is a jury of conservative kansans in rural kansas who convicted these men even though they yeah. didn't harm anyone physically well they i mean they started to buy some stuff i think that was that's that was probably enough. yeah what they built it on i mean well what's the, what does the average kansan think of uh of an immigrant coming from places like somalia we know that kansas voted it was something like 70% for Trump. Right. Uh, some counties going as high as almost 100%. Right. I mean, and yeah, we're, so. we're no better here in Nebraska. Yeah. There's only three counties that voted against him. Uh, Megan, my question for you then is the effect of like Trumpism and the kind of work that you're doing right now. The elevation, the escalation, maybe the normalization of Whew. this kind of speech um, by the by the most powerful man in the in the world. Man. With a, an incredibly devoted following. Asking the, the easy questions, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's so hard to... The thing that's really disorienting about studying this is trying to tease apart what's new and what's just a continuation of the same old shit. Sure. And this is really fucking hard. <laughs> and it's part of, like, why, like, with Barbara Bush dying and seeing liberals, like, cream over... Barbara Bush and it's like <laughs> do we forget who she was do we like <laughs> we forget that shit that she said about Hurricane Katrina victims living in the Astrodome like oh they're probably better off they were poor anyway right yeah, yeah. the Astrodome is nice I've been there it's I guess great hot dogs okay the Astrodome is in Texas <laughs> are we talking and Hurricane Katrina happened in Louisiana <laughs> That was the Superdome. Come on now, guys. <laughs> I'm a sports nerd. I guess the the point I was... Glass, you're wrong. She literally was talking about the Astrodome because a bunch of Katrina victims... Oh, that's right. Okay. ...ended up in Houston. Boom. Oh. I just on record that I owned Nick Glassman. I'm sorry, Megan. Please go ahead. Owning the libs again. As long as you're satisfied <laughs> with yourself. I admit my <laughs> mistake. Yeah, there's definitely a, a destabilization, I guess, of 
norms around like or taboos. Like it's still taboo to be overtly racist, but at the same time, there's a big challenge to it. It's not. I guess you have to even, be very yeah. careful in your racism. Even the definition of what yeah. overt racism is anymore is exactly. shifting because, like, Trump's literally tweeting, <sighs> like, hey, we can't keep letting all these brown people breed up in here. To me, that is overt yep. racism. But to a lot of people, they're like, hey, well, that's mm-hmm. not exactly racism. He that, just wants to follow the law. Brown right? isn't a race owned. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that falls on that's the whole science. border security. That's, yeah. in my opinion, that, that's a new dog whistle for right. race for brown oh, people's. Oh, border security. We got to watch out for border security. Get out of here. Right. In the past, it was easier for them to say, hey, we're not being racist because it, it wasn't going so far. And Trump is definitely pushing or at times, you know, fragrantly hopping back and forth <laughs> across the line of what is overt racism. Like saying, you know, hey. Oh, yeah, it's a dog train whistle with him most of the time. <laughs> Nazis, Nazis so in Charlottesville, like some of them are point. nice people, you know. Th- that it, literally everybody was like, okay, that's, you know, too far. But. He he's definitely normalizing this behavior and having people go out there and say like, "Hey, look, you know, I said, you know, maybe all Muslims are are beneath me, and you know, yeah. like, that's that's my right to say that." Well, and they're they're the ones who are taking our advantages, which I think is I think that's Megan's focus in her research. Right, is looking at the you're looking at the underlying anxieties that give rise to that that like make a fertile mind for planting the seeds of. Say xenophobia or nationalism or yes. Trumpism or whatever. I really am fascinated in all that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm actually okay. So I'm looking. I'm specifically looking at masculinity ideologies within like right wing and left wing ideologies, and along the question of like of, of hierarchy and. Well, the hierarchy goes soy boy, <laughs> MRA. And Chad, uh, uh, I think. Yes. <laughs> Alpha. Yeah. Al- Alpha Chad. Is it possible to be a soy boy Chad? Uh, no. I, I don't think that Paul Joseph Watson would co-sign that formulation. Listen, guys, we have talked about this for quite a while. I'm not sure what we settled, but it was a really good conversation. Oh. We're going to take a break. Oh. We've got to take You're it out, cut me out. out here. That's I'm cool. Not, I'm cutting everybody off. I'm not, I'm not mad. You're just <laughs> cutting just... a woman off. Come on now, man. Just to... Just admit it. This is the patriarchy signing off. (laughs) We have to give some credit to the American people that they're somewhat intelligent and that they know the difference between an opinion show and a news show. Yeah. You're you're cynical. Look at that. Yeah. I am cynical because, uh, you know. You think we're bad for America? You think I'm bad for America? Yeah. You do? In the the long haul, I think you and all these opinion shows. That's sad, Ted. No, you know why? That's sad. Because you're very good at what you do and because you have have attracted a significantly more influential. Let me finish the sentence. Let me finish the sentence before you do that. With all due respect. Yes. You You have attracted people who are determined that ideology is more important and facts. Whew. Yeah, man, we talked through a lot of serious stuff this week. So let's keep that trend alive and talk about <laughs> literally the most serious thing in the world right now, which is Sean Hannity. <laughs> my boy, my my guy. Like I've been listening to Hannity yeah. nonstop since I was in college, probably. Wait, is that real? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He The guy, say what you want about his... 
Say what you want about his personal views. Seriously, say anything you literally want to say about his personal views. But he's a master I of his I think he art. has bad views. Yeah, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, I though? remember when, Matt, we used to, like, go to a movie or something, and you'd be like, yeah, hop in, we'll drive over there. And I, we would hop in the car, and you would literally be listening to, like, Hannity on, yep. on AM talk radio. Oh, yeah. How have you not blown and your brains And I was like, how do you do this, man? And you're like, oh, it's fascinating. Oh, it's so amazing. It is. It's like, and uh, it is. I'm a biologist, man. Like, I've looked at... Yeah. I'm not grossed out by things like fungus and rot, you know? I, I like to look at them under a microscope. I understand this. Yeah. I understand this deeply. It is definitely fascinating because Sean Hannity does a live three-hour or four-hour radio show every day, which is amazing. Yeah, I don't listen to that shit, but I used to listen to those, like, one-hour show. My parents, just every fucking morning, boom, boom. Rush Limbaugh? No, nobody. <laughs> I don't. I do not know the Rush Limbaugh theme by heart. Oh my god! Oh, I I know it. I can't believe that guy's still going, man. He plays in the morning, so like when everybody is waking up to like dun 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 dun, dun like morning edition music. Everyone else is waking up to Rush Limbaugh just feeding <laughs> them garbage all just the time. getting them pissed is rush limbaugh from the previous day or whatever just so you can see. <laughs> so i don't uh, i don't know is... who is worse i don't know who i hate more you know they they raided trump's lawyer last week and he had to go to court actually he was supposed to go to court on friday and he decided not to show up and instead literally hang out on a street corner and smoke cigars with shady russian billionaires mm. not the best look when you're trying to be you're supposed to be in court. Dude, the pictures were hilarious, too. They looked like a Goodfellas knockoff. It's just like a bunch of be- guys in bad suits, like, sitting hey, around on the street I'm corner. Yeah, here. I mean, I think that guy literally, I think he was, like, sponsored <laughs> to, like, wear a really ugly suit jacket by some, like, clothing company or something. Like, I can't explain it other than... Yeah, at least the wise guys have, have good suits that are nicely uh, tailored. Are people going to yell at me for being racist against Italians? <laughs> No, it's the Sopranos' fault. It's culture. It's not your fault. It's the culture. If Islam isn't a race, then Italian is. Well, a race. you gotta remember, Checks Matt. Out. Yeah. Italians are white, so <laughs> nobody laughed at that. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I was thinking yeah. about it. I was considering it. There is a great video of Michael Cohen walking down the street to go smoke cigars when he's supposed to be in court. That someone overlaid the Sopranos theme song on, and it, it's perfect. Oh, Woke up uh, this morning. Got yourself a gun. So he finally... You got goo-goo in your eyes. (laughs) He finally shows up in court, and they're like, all right, you're a lawyer. Who are your clients? So that when we're investigating all your files, like, we can know what we need to include in this investigation and what we can say, hey, this client wasn't involved. Let's move his stuff out of here. And he's like, I'd rather not say who my clients are because... The person who my client is told me not to. And they're like, well, that's nice, but this is court. So, no. You have to tell us, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a and thing. So he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> my clients are Donald Trump, which everyone knew. His second client was this shady dude who was a billionaire who was a fundraiser for a Republican National Committee who paid a porn star $1.6 million to have an abortion. That's client number two. 
Well, probably didn't pay her to have the abortion. Well, probably paid her to, you know, it well, was coincidentally I'm tied. Keep it quiet. Also, wink, wink. Yeah. You're gonna have an abortion. I think he paid her to not have the fate. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a better way. To <laughs> interject real quick, Megan. If you have problems trying to pay off your student loans, yeah. just you know, knock up a just hook up with a Trump. Bil- <laughs> knock up a billionaire. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, exactly. They would have to knock you yeah. up. Just get get some Republican billionaires yeah, pregnant. Yeah, you're and good. Your life is set. And so then he's like, well, what about the third client? And the third client is Fox News commentator, not journalist, Sean Hannity. <laughs> Boo. Which is very surprising because, first of all, Sean Hannity has been talking a lot about Michael Cohen on his show. He had him on the show, I think. Yeah. Without mentioning, like, oh, also, I employ this man as my lawyer. Right. And then he started saying, this guy's not my lawyer, but I did talk to him occasionally, and all of our conversations fall under attorney-client privilege. But he's not my, <laughs> but he's not my lawyer. If he's not your lawyer, then it would, that, like, would that still fall under a client? No. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty shitty lawyer, if you ask right. me. So clearly one of these dudes is lying, right? Either Michael Cohen's lying Maybe that Sean both. Hannity's his client. Maybe both. Or Sean Hannity's lying that Michael Cohen's not his lawyer. I want to go with Megan and say that they're probably both lying. I mean... Are you, are you seriously implying that Sean Hannity, the manatee, is a liar? Bastion, <laughs> bastion yeah. of truth and Yeah, I'll justice. do it. I'm not scared. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can go yeah. down that route just right now. I mean, that's... That's a pretty bold claim, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's we funny. might ruin his reputation. Are we, are we prepared no. to do that? <laughs> Nobody who likes Sean Hannity will ever not like Sean Hannity. That's, that's what <laughs> has Brendan soaring, right? It's uh, yeah. that's, that's uh, our I, I, I think we're about to see if people who like Sean Hannity continue to oh. like Sean Hannity because this lawyer seems to exclusively deal in sex scandal payoffs in, in high oh my God. dollar amounts that's, sex scandal you know, payoffs that's the only thing this guy yeah, does well, and that's also this is a democrat conspiracy this is what the democrats do <laughs> oh yeah yeah of course yes right. this and is, that is this is literal media that is the right key here. right because sean hannity sean hannity knows that they have this lawyer's files they, he knows that they have these files so he knows what they have on him but he can't come out and say like this happened but whatever because if he said that, then that would be admitting guilt, and then you can't blame the left wing conspiracy. Oh yeah, you can. If you say like sure you I, did, I did it, or <laughs> it's, it's gonna. It's, oh, he could. It's gonna turn out that Sean Hannity set up a private corporation to like independently fund Sesame Street or something, and everybody's heads are gonna explode. <laughs> It's like how the Koch brothers sponsor like Nova oh, dude, on PBS. Right. So dude, I watched this excellent documentary on the evolution of of humans, and at the end, it was like fucking funded by Koch brothers. God <laughs> damn it! Yeah. Oh, that would be a dude. If Sean Hannity is able to pull some stuff off with it like that, where he was like, "Well, I just contacted him as my lawyer, not for sex scandals, but I was just, do- I was, it was for charity." Yeah, I didn't, you know? I didn't want to, oh, you know, what I, a brilliant I, play. You know, makes a makes a public apology and says, "I know that I rail against uh, public funding for the arts, Here's... but this actually is in keeping with my own ethic. Like, I've got a bunch of money, so this is why I've been giving." One million dollars a year to Meals on Wheels, and I just wanted to keep it a secret. <laughs> Somehow, 
I think that's maybe on the lower end of the plausibility scale. But yeah, I, <laughs> time I, will the, tell. I like the aesthetics better I, than thinking about a naked Sean Hannity doing literally anything. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I do think about naked Sean Hannity all the time. So. Wow. Doing like the workout from Die Hard 2. <laughs> where just, like, the one that the hotel will, uh, William Sadler is doing at the very beginning. Yeah, so that definitely gave me some joy this week and hopefully just continues to give me joy in the weeks to come. I mean, this is just the beginning of... This Sean Hannity. Could you imagine being a Sean Hannity person and like having to face and having? I think they call themselves fanities. Can you imagine being Sean Hannity or being a fan of Sean Hannity? No, like a fan oh, of yeah. Sean Hannity. A fantasy. And then having to change your mind now, Whew. like being faced with yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and like what that would yeah. mean. I mean, we'll see. You're so fucking infested. It's like the sunk the sunk fallacy. They're so yeah. fucking But I mean in this world It's happened and he's a bedrock. It's happened before. I mean Billow's still I guess he's doing okay. I mean he's got his Facebook page or whatever. I mean um, <laughs> Oh, he's coming yeah, back. I, I guess. Uh there's been a lot of people who it seems like have, <laughs> I mean, look, hold on, you guys. have faded we, away. I mean we, he'll we are, still have his fans, but not as many. We're going to save the topic of Sex predators who are now reforming their image and making their mm. emergence back on the public stage for a different episode. I think we got to wrap this one up. Yeah, I was implying that Bill O'Reilly's a shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen him and Mark Zuckerberg in the room together? I don't. I have so. Have you ever compared his ears to Odo's ears, for instance? Ooh, squiggly. Mm. <laughs> oh no. Oh, but Odo was so sweet. <laughs> Megan, thank you for being with us. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I want you to continue to do your fake southern accent as you <laughs> tell people where they can follow you online. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm at meme bitch. On the Twitter. On, on the old Twitters. Oh, Double V instead of a W. Beautiful. Brendan, in your in your best southern accent, please. Oh, you can follow me at Brandon Williams with one L. And I and I and I believe I'll guess. I'm I'm gonna try to do the uh the deep southern. I believe I'll guess Nick Listman also is on the Twitters, but may not want you to know where he is. All right, y'all. Y'all can follow me on Squirrel Fodder. But I mainly just retweet things and I post about my crippling depression. So. <laughs> that wasn't very Texan. <laughs> that's that's Matthew McConaughey right there. <laughs> you got the Southern Bell covered here. And- well, I mean, there's like there's a, there's at least six different Texan accents you can draw from. You got <laughs> Eastern Texas. You got Northern Texas, and you got Central Texas. Which ones, like, talk about depression? You got Austin, Texas. Yeah, probably the Austins, or or maybe San Antonio. Literally literally every accent from Texas is about depression. So I'm going to go ahead and, in my own regular Midwestern accent, say you can follow me at MattTheGweight on Twitter. You can follow the show at Liquid Undershore Flannel. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Thanks again, Megan. Great show, guys. Goodbye, y'all. Enjoyed it. What a cop out.